A number of states across the country in recent years, mostly red states, have passed laws uh, putting further and much tighter restrictions on abortion. Welcome to America in Focus. I'm Cole McNeely, General Manager of America's Talking Network. If you have not already, we ask you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to this podcast so you don't miss any new episodes of America in Focus. Now here's your host, Dan McCaleb. Thank you to myself, and I would only be so lucky to be host of this program, Dan McCaleb, but I am not. I am Cole McNeely, General Manager of America's Talking Network. Welcome to American Focus. American Focus is powered by the Center Square and a production of America's Talking Network. Go check out all of our podcasts at americastalking.com. And joining me is the aforementioned executive editor of the Center Square, Dan McCaleb. Uh, Dan, it's Mother's Day this weekend, and you're filling in for Casey Harper. Um, what going on? Yeah, well, first, happy Mother's Day to all the moms um, out there. Casey Harper uh, decided to take the week off. If our loyal listeners remember a couple of weeks ago, confused uh, Sweden with Denmark. Um, and so to get caught up on European geography, he decided to take a trip to Europe. Dan, that's interesting because the rumor around my apartment complex is that D.C. Bureau Chief Casey Harper is mixed in with this uh, political leak. That's just what I'm hearing around <laughs> my apartment complex, Dan. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, speaking of this political political leak, man, what 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 a bombshell story this week. That's all everyone's been talking about. Well, I know. And, and in my head, Dan, you know, you and I had a good laugh when you said, hey, Cole, do you want to you want to fill in for Casey this week? And I said, hey, at least there's nothing, you know, controversial going on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, well, Dan, let's let's hop right into that then. Uh, you know, we just referenced it. And I'm sure at this point, everyone has at least, I mean, made some sort of contact with this story. But there's a big leak out of the Supreme Court about Roe versus Wade. This leak is a couple months old. Uh, and it's a draft. So there's nothing set in stone for sure. Right. So let, let me just uh, set some background. Um, a number of states across the country in recent years, mostly red states, um, have passed laws uh, putting further and much tighter restrictions on abortion. Um, so-called heartbeat bills. When a um, when a fetus has a, a heartbeat, usually somewhere around the uh, six weeks uh, stage of pregnancy, uh, that abortions would be banned. Um, in in Mississippi, the state of Mississippi, they put uh, restrictions in place um, uh, banning abortion at 15 weeks. Um, and uh, lawsuits were filed against the Mississippi uh, law, and lawsuits have been filed against many of these laws across the country. Well, in December, the U.S. Supreme Court heard arguments in the Mississippi case. And um, usually what happens in these cases is after arguments, the justices get together, they talk about what their opinions are on it, and then they start to form, um, they start to write drafts of their opinion. Well, a draft of an opinion in this Mississippi case was written by conservative justice Samuel Alito in February, and this week, that draft of an opinion, it's not a final opinion, it's just a draft because there's a lot of back and forth on this stuff uh, between the justices. Uh, uh, was leaked to Politico, and Politico um, reported that essentially the draft that they obtained from a leaker, from a source inside the U.S. Supreme Court, um, that five justices, the five most conservative justices on the nine-person Supreme Court, um, were signing on to an opinion that would overturn uh, Roe v. Wade. Roe v. Wade is the um, landmark 1973 decision by a previous Supreme Court um, that essentially guaranteed, or that essentially said 
that the Constitution guarantees a woman's right to an abortion nationally across the country. So effectively, Dan, if, if it does get overturned, then this gets kicked back to the states. And, and as you're mentioning, whatever laws are in place in those states would go into immediate uh, effect. Correct. Prior to Roe v. Wade in 1973, that's how it was. States could decide um, the elected representatives uh, of each state um, put their own laws on the books on how to deal with abortion. Many states were much are more, much more restrictive than than other states. And in recent years, since the um, since President um, former President Donald Trump was able to uh, appoint three mem- three new members to the Supreme Court, and he he appointed all conservative members. Since that happened, there was some thoughts in these states um, that the Supreme Court very well may overturn. Roe v. Wade. So they started putting in more restrictive abortion laws into place. And those laws would kick in if, in fact, if this draft memo becomes official or this draft opinion becomes the official opinion of this new Supreme Court, um, uh, the uh, regulating abortion would be returned to the states. Well, and, and this is this draft that got leaked has obviously opened a whole can of worms and it has a lot of fallout between the debate over abortion to states' rights versus natural rights at that federal level constitutionality argument, but not to go ignored is the fact that a leak out of the Supreme Court is pretty rare. And and Chief Justice John Roberts has opened an investigation into that as well. Yes. uh, uh, In a rare statement from the Supreme Court, uh, Chief Chief Justice himself won the Supreme Court on Tuesday. The leak was Monday night or the, the Politico report was Monday night. On Tuesday, the Supreme Court came out and said that that draft opinion that Politico reported on was authentic. But they also clarified that it's a draft. It's not a final opinion. There's always a lot of back and forth before the formal opinion is re- released. Usually in late May or June is when this, uh, the Supreme Court issues its decisions in big cases like this. So we're, we're about a month, month and a half away from learning what the uh, final uh, opinion is going to be. But Chief Justice Roberts came out on Tuesday and said it was a, an egregious breach, breach of trust within the U.S. Supreme Court that someone would leak a draft opinion uh, to the media and, and called for uh, uh, an investigation uh, of who the leaker was and how it, went, it came about. Well, and I'm sure, you know, Dan, I, there's going to be a whole lot more that happens after this. You have some uh, in, the, in the Democratic Party right now who are calling for an expansion of the court. Uh, you have a lot of people in the Republican Party or more conservative sides that are part of the pro-life movement celebrating this draft. And it, and it really seems like no matter where this final draft and this final ruling comes out, there's going to be a lot of uproar one way or another. Yeah, let's let, I mean, let's face it. Abortion is one of the most contentious issues of my lifetime, um, uh, of the, most of our lifetimes, particularly since 1973, when when uh, Roe v. Wade was decided. Um, conservative groups, Christian groups, um, has, essentially argue that abortion is killing an unborn baby. Um, uh, more liberal groups, those who support, um, you know, universal abortion rights, um, say that it's not a, a live baby until it can live outside of the human um, um, body. And it's just, it's split America now for decades. Um, uh, these the, the abortion rights groups, in fact, are planning protests uh, this 
th this Mother's Day weekend at churches uh, across the country. Um, uh, <clears throat> and and they've been encouraging, uh, protesters are all, have also been showing up at Supreme Court justices' homes. Uh, the Supreme Court has had to increase security uh, since the leak, both at the court itself with barriers putting up, been put up outside the U.S. Supreme Court and at uh, justice for the justices themselves um, uh, because of concerns about uh, uh, threats to the justices who have uh, signed on to this opinion. So it's 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 crazy. It's a contentious issue. It's going to continue um, to be contentious. Um, but but let's leak, let let me be clear here too. We we talked we touched on this, but if the Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade, as it appears like they're headed to do right now, it does not ban abortion in the United States. It just sends uh, the matter back to the states and states like Illinois, where I, where where, where I'm at have very open uh, uh, abortion laws. It's not gonna affect you if you live in a state like Illinois or California or New York. Um, the impact will be in those states that have, have, have passed these more restrictive um, uh, laws against abortion, Bible Belt states, states like Mississippi and Texas um, and Louisiana. Louisiana is one of the few states that has a Democratic governor um, who signed on to uh, further abortion um, re restrictions. Yesterday we had Wisconsin in focus recording, which if you're in Wisconsin, go check out that podcast. But uh, Ben Yount was talking about how in Wisconsin, I think there's actually, I think the year was a 1929 legislation that immediately would go into effect after this. So you have some of these, these uh, laws that went into effect a few years ago, the heartbeat bills as they're called, but you also have laws that are nearly a century old now that would go into effect in some right. of states. If states haven't addressed um, uh, abortion legislatively uh, since 1973, then those, are as you said, decades old laws will kick in. Um, so I would, in those types of states, I would expect um, that there will be legislatures um, looking to update their laws. Yeah, well, hey, I'm just looking forward to this Supreme Court ruling coming down because it'll put all this to rest, Dan, I'm sure. And we can put this all behind us. And, and that, <laughs> that's, <laughs> you know, that's 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 wish that's wishful thinking. I think I think this is going to be going to be a fight that's going to um, drag on for for years and years. As you mentioned, there are calls on the Democratic side to expand the court. Um, claims that uh, under Trump, the, the, the court was packed with conservatives uh, and by expanding the court, um, which would be a difficult thing to do, you, you need um, uh, you, you need both chambers of Congress to, uh, to approve expanding the court and President Biden signing it. President Biden has not said one way or another if he, 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 he believes that the court should be expanded, but that what, what that would do, let's, let's say it happens, is, is Congress could decide how many Supreme Court justices there should be. It's, there's been nine um, for decades, um, and they could add three seats, and President Biden could appoint three members uh, to uh, uh, put more liberals, for example, on, on the court. And, and so that, that debate is going to heat up again. Yeah, and, sure. and the nine number, from my understanding, is a, is a pretty, um, uh, not to say it, it does have meaning behind it, but it's a relatively arbitrary number that has been set and kind of s agreed to that that is the number that everybody will abide by. But, you know, there's nothing kind of set in stone there that says you can't have more, you can't have less. Right. So. And, 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 and in, in recent decades, until recently, um, in recent decades, it's, it's usually been like a five, four, 
split with with one of the one of the five in the majority sort of more centrist and and sort of going one way or another depending on what the issue is now it's more like a six three split split six conservatives three um uh, uh, liberals but one of those six conservatives the chief justice himself john roberts has been more of that moderate justice but that still gives conservatives uh the, the advantage on the court well i'm sure you and uh casey will talk about that in coming weeks as as you know the uh, this is all going to keep building on itself so if we'll, casey um, decides to return from there, <laughs> I guess we'll, we'll find out that next week we'll see if he's yeah if he's just you know, he's kicked out of the country for good. We're still not, it's very blurry what's happening with Casey Harper. Um, we, but we'll move on to another story. There are other news stories going on in the nation outside of uh, Washington, D.C. and the Supreme Court. Uh, as we go down to the southern border, this has been a, a constant concern for for United States citizens, particularly on the southern border where this is closest to them. And a uh, Democratic judge in Texas County implores Biden to visit the border before suspending Title 42. Dan, what's all going on down there? Yeah, so since a lot going on at the border, a lot of different um, uh, elements in play here. So let's talk about this one, uh, this one first. Um, uh, under President Biden, since he's been first elected, there's been a massive spike in the number of, of illegal immigrants uh, entering the country illegally. Um, and um, uh, President Biden has has said um, that he wants more open border policies. He says his policies are more humane than, for example, uh, uh, President Donald Trump's former President Donald Trump's policies, where he wanted closed uh, he wanted a, a closed border. He was building the wall. Um, um, he put in place the remain in Mexico policy where illegal immigrants who claimed asylum uh, when they crossed the southern border were sent back to Mexico um, uh, uh, to uh, until their asylum claims were heard in U.S. courts. Um, he put in place Title 42, which was which is a health authority uh, during the COVID-19 pa pandemic, which allowed Border Patrol agents to immediately expel um, um, illegal immigrants who crossed the border uh, under the guise of a he health emergency, meaning essentially COVID-19, uh, to, to not um, further spread COVID-19 in the U.S. So in that light, there's been a lot of lawsuits filed uh, against uh, the Biden administration over his open border policies and the millions of uh, immigrants who have crossed the border illegally. And now many of them still remain in the United States. And Title 42, the health authority that I talked about that President Trump put in place during the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, President Biden uh, and the administration uh, want to end that this month later this month, May 23rd, um, and a Democratic judge in a border town in Texas um, and, and many others um, have said that, that, that that's going to create a spike on top of a spike. So we already have elevated illegal immigration uh, numbers, and we have, we've had had those month in and month out since President Biden um, took office. Well, if Title 42 ends late, later this month, that surge is going to grow even further um, most of most border authorities authorities um, believe so this democratic judge in the border community essentially implored in a letter to president biden implored the president to come visit the border so he can see firsthand uh, what what these spikes in illegal Im immigration are doing into these border communities president biden has not been to the border 
uh, since he first took office. And that's essentially what the judge is, is doing. How, how can you make these open border policies, the judge is asking, if you haven't visited the border to see the impact it's having on, on these border communities? Well, and this judge is not the only judge who has come out here recently. There was also a, a federal judge that took issue over the Biden administration's what they call the catch and release immigration policy. Right. Under President Biden, essentially border patrol agents, they, because of this huge spike in illegal immigration, um, uh, uh, there's not enough place, places to put the illegal immigrants, immigrants in terms of uh, prisons or, or shelters or, or, or what, whatever. Um, so what Border Patrol agents have been doing is essentially um, giving illegal immigrants who cross the border illegally under Biden essentially a court summons. And um, so they caught them, you cross the border illegally. Um, now you have to uh, appear before an immigration court to determine your status and then releasing them uh, into the uh, into the U.S. public, so there are millions of immigrants who have who have crossed the border illegally, who are, who are in in the in our communities. Um, many of them don't show up to these court uh, hearings, um, and there's no way to track them. Um, so there were lawsuits filed about against that um, uh, against that policy, and um, a Florida judge, a federal judge in Florida, this week is. Uh, the Biden administration's argument in defending itself against the catch and release uh, policy was that um, Florida, the state of Florida, didn't have standing. That, that it's a federal issue and the uh, federal government can decide on its own. The state of Florida, who filed suit, didn't have standing. Um, a, a federal judge this week blasted that argument um, by the Biden administration in really a scathing 37-page uh, uh, ruling. The, the, the court was all, the judge was also offended uh, that the, in the Biden administration's argument that the court didn't have standing uh, in this case. That was completely up to the Biden administration, and 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 the judge of that court uh, took that to offense and let it be known in his ruling. Well, and beyond kind of the the courtrooms and the judges, there's also a, a decent amount of the population that has a, a vested interest in seeing the, the immigration policies either changed or restricted, things like that. An interesting poll came out here, Dan, I think this this past week, where actually a majority of Hispanics also want the border closed. Yeah, a new poll uh, released this week by the Trafalgar Group. Um, it, it, it They surveyed uh, Americans of all uh, descents. And um, their poll found that first, um, near 56% of Americans um, support closing the border, uh, essentially going back to, to the Trump years when the border was much more closed um, than it is under President Biden. But the one interesting takeout from that is that that number increases to 65% uh, of, of voters who are Hispanic, 65.2% of Hispanic voters uh, say they want the, the border closed um, because of the problems it has caused. Yeah, and, and, it, and it doesn't seem like it's going away anytime soon. And um, I do think one thing that I thought was interesting about that poll, um, the phrasing of, quote, having the border closed, uh, it, obviously easier said than done. 
right. um, e- even under the Trump administration with the idea that, that they came in with the building a wall or a barrier in these different areas. Uh, there, there's really no easy solution to closing the border, but there's at least a, a will of sorts in the American people, it seems, even right. among Hispanic voters, even more, as you said, to do so. Illegal immigration uh, existed under Trump. It existed under both Bush presidencies. Of course, there were spikes during the Obama uh, presidency, too. But illegal immigration has been an issue for decades and decades and and will continue to be, um, regardless who the president is. But under President Biden, it's just gotten more significant um, because of his border policies. And the other thing that that we should mention, too, Hispanics, Hispanics, Traditionally, not all, certainly not even vast majorities, but a majority of Hispanics uh, traditionally have leaned Democrat um, at, at the polling places. But what we're seeing with issues like illegal immigration now, more and more Hispanics um, are, are starting to lean more towards the Republican side. So it'll be interesting to see, one, how Democrats respond um, to a poll like this uh, when generally Hispanics have voted, has, have supported them, but now they want this poll shows that they, they more than the general U.S. population, want to see the border uh, closed. And this, of course, is a midterm election year. Every single member of the U.S. House of Representatives uh, is up for election. Um, uh, about a third of the U.S. senators are up for election. Um, so it's, it's a big year. And abortion, which we just talked about, um, is going to be a big, big campaign issue this year, as is border security and, of course, of course the economy. You know, once President Dan McCaleb gets in there, we'll we'll get this we'll get all this stuff figured out. Border policy, once again, another subject that I'm sure you and Casey will be discussing for a long, long time here on the American Focus podcast. So let's move on. So I think we got time for about one more story here, Dan. Um, Sounds good. Let's let's hit this. Let's hit this uh, Department of Homeland Security, uh, what they're calling the Disinformation Bureau. Uh, what is going on with this? Is it as you know, dystopian as it sounds. I mean, what what is the the goal of this disinformation bureau? Yeah. So uh, the secretary of the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, um, let it slip at a congressional hearing um, about a week ago, a little over a week ago. Uh, By the way, Dan, briefly, yes. I saw that name just took absolutely no interest in attempting <laughs> it. So I'm glad that you said it. <laughs> I've, I've struggled with it, too, and I, I hope I pronounced it correctly, and my apologies if I did not. Um, but anyway, this, this, he, he let it slip at a, at a congressional hearing last week that, his, that his, the Department of Homeland Security is creating a disinformation governance um, board to track misinformation, particularly as it rate, relates to U.S. security. Um, of course, during, in the COVID era, "Quote unquote disinformation" that has been another hot topic with social media, for example, um, censoring speech, spe- uh, in particular uh, speech uh, that pushes back against COVID policies around the country. And there's been some other political speech that has been censored by uh, social media. One of note would be the New York Post story from 2020, right before the presidential election, uh, about Hunter. Biden, the president's son, laptop and the information that was contained on that laptop about Hunter Biden's um, uh, business dealings internationally and how the president, then candidate uh, Joe Biden, benefited from those and whether or not there was any um, security issues related to that. That story was censored uh, uh, 
identified as misinformation um, prior to the election, but we have since learned um, that it was not misinformation, that in fact it was a true story. So anyway, lots of conversations in the last couple of years about quote-unquote misinformation and censorship, and there's a big concern, particularly on the right, but not just on the right. There are Democrats who are pushing back against this uh, this bureau, <coughs> this board as well, saying that the that, that government is going to try to regulate speech, despite the First Amendment of the United States a Constitution, which guarantees freedom of speech for Americans. So. Um, uh, there's been pushback about the creation of this board, but then there's also been pushback uh, um, against the woman who's been picked to uh, lead this this effort. Um, she's infam infamously called the Hunter Biden laptop story misinformation, has called other things um, that have turned out to be true, have labeled them misinformation, and now she's the one who's going to lead this misinformation uh, board. So yeah, there's plenty of concerns about this, plenty of people pushing back against, about, uh, against in fact, uh, a, a bunch of attorney generals uh, yesterday uh, just sent a letter uh, to the Department of Homeland Security demanding that they disband this board uh, or they will file suits. So we should expect to file more lawsuits against uh, the, the president's administration. I think the average day person going through their lives, paying their mortgages, things like this. So they don't think about this all the time, but there are indeed restrictions already on speech. Can, um, can you, you fire know, in a crowded theater? That's the right. example. You, that you can't create chaos. And, there, you know, there's obscene material. There are restrictions on on these things of, of certain kinds. So there is leeway with the government. I mean, the First Amendment doesn't protect inherently everything. There are some restrictions on it. Um, but the question is, of course, what are they going after? And does this fall under a reasonable umbrella of what is already kind of the um, standard that the government has there? So right. even, even speech has been politicized in the last several years. And, and this critics say this is another attempt to politicize speech. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, Dan, the one place where I know it's certainly not, not a source of disinformation. That's the center square, Dan. And and that that's what I use to counter the disinformation in my life. And if you're if you enjoyed, did you like that? I thought that was appreciate the plug. That's yeah. good, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. If you enjoyed this podcast, American Focus, this is uh, we're going to wrap this up, but it's powered by the center square. You can go check out all of Dan's articles and Casey Harper's if he ever gets back in the country. Uh, at thecentersquare.com. American Focus is a production of America's Talking Network. You can go check out our podcast at americastalking.com. And uh, Dan and Casey should be back next week. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to implore everyone listening, if you enjoyed this, um, it will probably be worse because Casey will be here next week. And, and I apologize. <laughs> but I do ask that you subscribe. And if you're a longtime listener and we appreciate all you, leave us a review on all of your little different apps that you may listen to us on. So for Cole McNeely and Dan McCaleb, this has been America in Focus. And happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Yes. Yes, yes. Thanks, Mom. <laughs>